Our first-time <laughs> listeners with, with something like that. Don't don't encourage. That was a little this. creepy. Is, that was right. Thanks, Bug. That is Bug's two cents worth um, to our show, to the beginning of our show. <clears throat> um, welcome, welcome, welcome to Tribe Radio. This is a. Uh, I'm gonna get this out of there right away. This is where we try to help you live a safer, happier, healthier life. And if that's already too corny for you, then turn the radio off. Because really, that's what we do here. Thank you, Buck. That is what we do. We uh, we invite people on. We we just don't invite Joe Schmo on. Well, sometimes we invite Joe Schmo, but uh, we invite Joe Schmo on to help you um, learn from them. Uh, we've had mechanics on board. We've had. Uh, people who teach first aid, we've had people who uh, teach self-defense, people who teach how to uh, do homeless outreaches with practically nothing but a smile. We do all of that because we give a damn. I was reading my Facebook uh, comments today, yes, because that is what I do. If you don't like that, too, hang up. Hang up, wait, that would imply that you're listening. Anyway, um... I'm I'm hearing like major echoes here, and uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn some crap off because that's that's what I can do. I can I can turn stuff off. There we go. And uh, you know I'm 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 still hearing stuff. Bug, do you hear? Do you guys hear an echo? No. Chris, do you can you hear us? Well, do you hear an echo? Uh I can hear you guys fine. I don't hear an echo. I had myself muted. You have yourself muted? Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> good for you. Look at that. Who's this? Hold on. Who's this? Oh, I know who that is. Hi. Hi. Hang on hi, a second. Hi. 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 Yeah, yeah. Look, you guys are cool. I, you know what? You're probably the first guest that we've had on without even introducing you yet. So, sit pretty for two seconds and, and let me give you the big intro because, you know, you deserve the whole, you know, 25 cent treatment. Don't, don't, don't side me like you have a million <laughs> better things to do, even though you do. Shut up, fool. So isn't, isn't that sweet? Bug is greeting you with a shut up, fool, Mr. T. Um, Thank you, Bug. Go fuck yourself. I mean, I love you. <laughs> oh, That's our tagline oh, oh, lately. Oh, 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 my oh, God, yeah. really? Okay, see, see, anybody who is listening, who is trying to listen, just hung up. They're going, okay, I'm done. That's it. These guys are crazy. What I was saying was, we invite, we invite people on here to try to help you, um, to try to help you. I was reading my Facebook posts, uh, my, actually my comments on some of my posts, and I made a comment about um, some commercials that I saw while watching the football game. And uh, one of uh, my my uh, my comments 
one of my posts said something to the effect of, you know, this is kind of annoying when you show the JBL speaker guys or the Bose noise canceling speaker guys, and they're showing these really cool hip young people walking through the city wearing their full on freaking headphones, right? And bopping their heads to whatever beat they're listening to and just, you know, strolling through the neighborhood. That's bullshit, kids. It's really cool <laughs> looking to have those headphones, the full on, because remember when we used to have earbuds? No, not anymore. Not anymore. Now we have these full-on 1980s and 90s headphones on. So guess what? The people playing those, and whether you believe it's real or not, the people playing the knockout game can roll up and knock your shit out. Because you know what? You didn't hear them. no sense. So if you can uh, do me a favor, if you're going to wear those, can you please at least turn them down a little? Or you know what? Blast them as loud as you want, but turn and notice what the hell is going on around you as well. Because you're just making yourself a damn target. And if I were a criminal, and it would be very easy for me to turn criminal, but I'm not lucky you, I would pick you. I would say that is the weak gazelle of the group. My ass is going to eat you. Um, But anyway, on the comments. Somebody left on there because I, I said something to that to the effect of that whole you know little rant that I just did, and one of my friends said, well you know if they want to walk around like that and, and be stupid then fuck them, um, you know it isn't uh, the advertiser's job to uh, to prevent stupidity something like that, and I thought you know in a way he's right there's that whole survival of the fittest crap but. What's the point if we all act like that? What's the point if we all say, fuck it, whatever, I don't care, you know, if they're going to die, they're going to die, why should I worry? Man, that's the problem. That's the problem right now. That's apathy. Also a lawsuit, probably. Oh, I didn't know. There was no warning label. Well, I'm not so much concerned with, you know, I know that we're a very litigious society and that makes me sad as well, but if that's going to be your motivation for caring about other people, you know, it's not a very good motivation. But what I'm saying is this show is all about fighting apathy. Because otherwise, you know what, I'm just going to sit on my couch, eat some freaking bonbons. Bonbons are actually pretty good, especially the ice cream bonbons. <laughs> and I'm going to sit there and I'm going to watch the freaking Kardashians. And I'm going to watch Honey Boo Boo and not give a shit about the rest of the world. Because that's what I could be doing. That sounds so bad though right but you know we choose not to we choose to be the ones who are trying to help out and that was a wow that was just a long-winded tirade right there because it's it's all segueing segueing is that really a verb anyway sure segueing up to our guests for tonight um this is show number five in our seven-part series on neighborhood heroes these guys are heroes you don't think they're heroes? Too freaking bad. Don't listen to the show. <laughs> wow, I'm just so feisty tonight. I, I don't know. I gotta apologize ahead of time. I'm, I, I don't mean to be so feisty. I just I just came back from visiting my sister in the hospital, and I'm just um, I'm in a weird state, but it's okay. It'll get better. I know it will because I've got some of my favorite freaking people in the world on the line right now, waiting for me to shut the hell up and introduce them. <laughs> So with that, let me introduce 
some of the hardest people, hardest working people in showbiz. Is that what is that what they would be if we were in show business? We're not in show business. We're in the business of helping people. So some of the hardest working people in the business of helping people. That's a long ass title. Yeah, I don't know how you talk sometimes without taking a breath. <laughs> that was good. Huh? I, I know. It's it's cool because I know circular, where he lives. Circular breathing. <laughs> Uh, but he's not going to get any played in it. Uh, so, okay. So, with that, I'd like to introduce some of my favoriteest people in the world. And they live just 12, 13 hours away from me. That's, that's not much. They do all kinds of good stuff up there in Seattle. And uh, if you were out and about in Seattle last night, you might have might have seen them. They were out and about till about 1 o'clock in the morning doing good things. And uh, here they are. To talk with us for whatever time I have left us, the Washington it is him. Yay! Number five. What is up, yes. everybody? Hey. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> you know that's from from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. That's a Andy Samberg. I I love that one. Anyway, uh, welcome you guys. Oh man, it's it's Thank good to you. have you here. I feel like I'm talking to my, my brothers and sister. I'm just like, what's up, you guys? What are you doing? Did you see that? I, I can't say, did you see that game? Because Temporal reached the microphone and slapped me in the head. So, but uh, yeah. I ignored like, that game just for you. I, she's like, I'm laughing now, Rock, but really, I was cussing you out. <laughs> anyway, we have Temper. Temper is a big um, um, Seahawks fan, and I'm, yeah. I'm like the world's oldest Niner Raiders. So, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it happened after I said Niners and Raiders, you fucker. That's how long the delay is. That's how long, yeah. That's how long your delay is. Oh, that was was pretty cool. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, so So, I'll see you later, huh? I'll give you a call. See, this is what happens when the Washington Initiative is in the house. We get stupid. We we really (laughs) do. Um... You guys, so right now I've got I've got Temper, Rescaroma, I've got John Drop, and I've got Chris. You know, Chris, so you dropped the you dropped the other name, right, Chris? So you are you are Chris. I am I'm Chris. There you go. That works. Okay. You know what? That is his name. Then I'm gonna call you Chris because you know. There are some who call me Chris. <laughs> Warm it up. Oh Chris. my god. Oh my god. I can just see the comic book now and be like in a city where darkness rules. <laughs> There's a masked, well, not really masked, but sort of masked Avenger named Chris. <laughs> I quit. What a douche. Oh, God. Hello. Hi. Hi. Oh, my God. All right. So, you guys, what? tell us about the Washington Initiative. Um, and really, you know, take your time. Tell us, what do you guys do? Because people are listening who've never listened because I don't have a thousand friends, and that's the average our show gets listened to. So I know there's some strangers out there going, "Who the f- who? What the hell is the Washington Initiative? What's going on, kids?" So here you go. Let them know. Give them your elevator pitch. It's an old old ship from the Civil War. Now why you got to do that I, and confuse the hell out of people? I quit again. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> That's the suck thing okay, about being a volunteer. It's, it's quitting is like you don't get that whole last page. It has to end here. 
<clears throat> I've been trying to get you guys on for a while now. I feel stupid because we keep having to to uh, reschedule because everybody's busy. And when I say busy, it's not like, oh, oh yeah, dude, I got to go run to the dry cleaners. I got to go. Tell them what you guys do. Like, what did you guys do last night? What is the Washington Initiative doing on their Saturday nights? Well, that's a very good question. Um, unfortunately, Drop wasn't able to make it out there with us, but we we had our annual Signs of Hope, actually kind of tri-annual by this point, but um, right? we team up with uh, local superhero groups and as well as amazing everyday people who want to help and we had three new volunteers that kind of blew things out of the park, made peanut butter and jellies, brought beanies and gloves and scarves. 240, Adrienne Baker, if you're listening, 240 wow. peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah, she had never done this before. She just saw a post from our last Signs of Hope and decided to do it. Wow. So, yeah, it was amazing. And we walked from Pike Place and... If you're familiar with Seattle, nice place to start. We walked down under the viaduct and passed out care packages of hygiene kits and food and water and juice and warm clothes and scarves and everything to um, our homeless brothers and sisters out there and ended in Pioneer Square, which is a little bit farther than we normally go. And then we celebrated by eating too many eggs at the most famous all-night breakfast place in Seattle. Well, two, two, I'm still hooked on the 200, because I've made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but man, that's a <laughs> lot for someone. 240, and you guys went to the homeless, and you went to find the homeless out in the freaking cold last night. Wow. Yeah. That's a, you guys, you guys are, I got to do that for you, because that, that's, that's awesome. It seriously is. It's a... <clears throat> They need this stuff. They need, you know, um, as someone who is, like, homeless for a very short time herself, uh, I know what it's like to be cold. But I had somewhere to go. Luckily, I've always had somewhere to go. I didn't have to stay out there for for very long. And I've always had food in my stomach. It shows. Um, And, you know, someone cares about me. (laughs) So I love you guys. You're good liars. Um, And I've always had someone to care about me. You know, you you guys are out there caring about somebody freaking bringing them food and bringing them warm stuff man that's that's awesome it really is and that's what you guys do a lot right so if somebody still it doesn't know you know what tribe is about or what um the cal i mean the washington initiative is about that's a big part of it they go out into their communities and uh do these handouts you guys it feels like you're doing them way more often than than just you know, three times. It feels like you're doing them almost every other weekend now, you know, at least to a smaller extent. Is that is that what's happening when you guys go out and patrol? Um, well, we had, do, go ahead, Chris. You do it. We had, this was the winter signs of hope. We had the fall signs of hope uh, a month prior to that, which just happened to be well-timed. Um, and, and we've done more in the past uh, when we had better access to supplies, but we're definitely going to be pushing for, for doing this more often in the future. Well, <clears throat> you know what? I know how hard it is, so I uh, <laughs> I commend you guys for even saying that because I know yesterday at one point Bug was like, oh, my God, uh, and he was just overwhelmed with it, you know, and uh, 
not sounding like you are right now, Chris, about, you know, doing it more in the future. He's like, okay, I think we have to do other things too. (laughs) So (laughs) again, I commend you guys for that. So drop, you were, uh, I'm I'm reading, I'm sorry, in the chat room, I'm reading that we, we hear, they still hear a slight echo. Um, How's that geek pile? That a little better? You can go pile as a geek. How about that? I know, right? Exactly. Um, <laughs> but um, drop. I was I was trying to say to you that that you were the first person we met um, in the Washington before there was a Washington Initiative, and the way that yeah. I remember you getting asked to um, to become part of the initiative was we kept reading about all the stuff that you did, you know, um, just ways that you tried to help the real-life superhero community by putting your two cents out there about safety, about being smarter with the things that you're doing out there. Um, and now you've got this team, and it's been, wow, you guys are, I know you guys are, what, you're going into your second year now? Is that- uh, yeah, yeah, I think um, I think I got handed the branch around it was around my birthday, I think, so in May of 2012. And wow. uh, so then we kind of had, like, the first season of people, and then they all kind of dropped out for various reasons. And then um, me and Temper met and uh, figured out that we are really good at trying to kill each other and getting stuff done. Um, and then uh, we got stuff done, and then we found that Chris dude. Um, and I don't know, I mean, it's been an interesting kind of progression. Um, I think when we first started doing the why, I had all these grandiose ideas of like, yeah, we're going to do crime patrol every night, we're going to do homeless outreach on a monthly basis, and I'm going to be doing all the other stuff I've already been doing. And, um, like, I I think I've either gotten older or lazier or more realistic. I'm going to lean towards that third one because it sounds pretty... But, uh, Amen. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I'm definitely kind of happy with where we're taking things. I mean, we're taking it in more of a sustainable approach because um, I've got a full-time job. Temper's got a full-time job. We've got her boys on occasion. We've got uh, Chris and all his endeavors to work around. But, like, we're also all living together, which is kind of BA. And it's kind of like... I don't know I get to live with my best friends. <laughs> so, That's pretty you know, sweet. We get to go he is and work on badass. I'm below average. Yeah, I was going to say like what, like baloney <laughs> applesauce. Big apples. Butter <laughs> <laughs> asphalt. That's a new one. I'm gonna use that from now on. I'll be like, oh, dude, that was so big apples. Yeah. <laughs> I quit number three. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you can't oh. quit me. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> So you guys, yeah, so living together, I I think um, that was a pretty bold move, and it looks like it's paying off because you guys started the Hive. That is, that's pretty slick. When you say sustainable, I mean, why is it so important for you guys to have sustainable, you know, as part of your, your system there? Well, um, part of it is because just mentally you can only handle so much. Um, Temper will debate me on this one to the end of her life, but um, <laughs> shut up, Chris. 
<laughs> Love you. Like this, like you, you really you got to find the balance between doing enough, which for a lot of people it's surprisingly hard to feel like you're doing enough when the stuff that you're working on is so massive. Um, but then there's also just the aspect of like you know trying to get other people involved. Like not everyone wants to be, you know, secret squirrel, you know, master <laughs> volunteer outreach person. Like people kind of like to have limited involvement when they can. So we're trying to find ways for that to happen, and I mean it's it's a lot about just being efficient, I think, because when you've got kids and job and you know contemplating going back to school and have weird hobbies that involve building elaborate things, like I mean you got to find time for everything, and so it's it's kind of nice to try to consolidate some things and think work harder and or work smarter and think harder not the other way around yeah that's the way to do it i um so hard (laughs) i like uh i I like a lot of what i see coming out of hive the hive uh i I like how you guys just recently made um like your own boo-boo cream (laughs) stuff like that yeah we did (laughs) that's that's pretty much everything good that comes out of the hive is all temper yes i think that (laughs) <laughs> I paid him really, really well to say that. Yep. <laughs> exactly. You're she like, actually, you better say this or we haven't starved. Oh, not, see, I just said that. I'm like, she's going. You better say something good. I'm not going to feed you. Uh, <laughs> she pays me in cookies. So, <laughs> it's my favorite way to be. Um, so oh. you guys have you got you know you're taking care of children. You're you've got full time jobs. Um, what do you do? What do you tell people who say, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that, I, I want to help out, I can't because of this or that, I don't have enough money, I don't have a team. What do you tell them? Um, personally, I think find what you love. If you don't go looking for a way to help before you know what you like to do, if you, if you know that you really love to cook for people, like say you like dinner parties or you love to feed your family at the holidays, then turn your passion into something that you can sustain. It goes back to the whole sustainability thing and link up with a a food bank or a soup kitchen or something like that or look for local community groups like the Y if you're in Seattle. We are accepting applications. Um, Look for people that you can help in that way. If you are creative and you love to draw, think about doing a safety campaign or something that you can use that talent that you already have and you already enjoy using in your community. If you really love um, martial arts, you love self-defense, find other people like that. Make sure you're actually trained up and you don't just like to pretend you're a ninja and (laughs) do stuff like patrol. Teach self-defense classes and get people around you to be safe as well. But if you don't already like something and you just go out looking for a way to help you're going to get burned out. You're not going to enjoy it. And that takes away from your time with your family, which you're already going to be missing out on time if you volunteer a lot. So make sure it's what you love. Yeah, no kidding, right? I mean, you can't take your kids out there on those uh, patrols with you, so that's time away. You have enough duct tape. Anything's possible. That's my motto. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, 
<laughs> Jesus has nothing to do with that. Anyway, um, <laughs> speaking of uh, wannabe uh, pretend ninja and stuff, you got you said the why, and when you said why, I'm going to clarify for people listening the why, like why I'm saying no, 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 why W A I, the why. Although you know it's uh it, it works for them. Some a couple of teammates tried calling our team the Kai. It just didn't sound right. It, in fact, bugs rolling. It does too. Right you like it? Kai, well, Kai, Kai no Kyla, why? You know what, oh, bugs? <laughs> Kai, Kyla, why? Yeah, the why is the Washington Initiative. I had a nickel. If I, I know. I, you know what? I'm I'm trying to tell you this one. That's why you guys got to move closer. So when you want to smack him, you're within <laughs> arm's reach. Um, I was saying. <laughs> Speaking of uh, uh, wannabe ninjas and such, what you guys are, are taking naps, right? Always. Um, what? Mm-hmm. And you can be honest here because we had DG of the New York Initiative on uh, last, well, just a few days ago, and he was blatantly honest with what he thought would not work with his team. So, what requirements would you guys have of people wanting to join up with your team? What red lights, you know, do you try to avoid? Um, if your first goal is to go out and kill crime, if that's what you say when <laughs> you contact us, I want to kill crime. I want to, you know, no, no. What, what, how do you kill crime? What the hell do you expect to be doing? Um, if, if, if your goal is, you know, you want to hurt people, you want to kick ass, and if we hear kick ass, then you know, normally we're just like cringing. But um, if that's your first goal, then chances are we're not going to get along too well. But if you're saying things like, I don't know what I want to do, I just want to do something, we can work with that. We can work with whatever time frame you have and skill level. If you have that passion and that desire to, then we can find something for you. It may not be on the front lines doing patrols and, um, you know, conflict de-escalation actively yet. But we can train you if that's something that you're interested in. Yeah. Chris, um, yeah, we all three of us have a very different skill set, but we all love to do patrols. But whereas John is Mr. You know, Ninja Face, and I love everything creative and have a bit of an anger problem, Chris is super smart and can talk to people like a mofo. I can sit and listen to talk about aquaponics for hours and not get bored, which is rare for me because I get distracted. <laughs> oh, shiny! What? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Um. Now, I'm I'm sorry, uh, bug. Whenever bug motions to me, whenever anybody's saying, I'm I'm looking, going, what? What do you need? Okay. Uh, you know what? If if somebody comes at you and they, you know, I, I think after the first or second letter, it's pretty much. Uh, clear what what they have in mind when they want to join something. You guys don't mind people who wear costumes, right? For the most part. If your costume sucks, then I'll make fun of you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, okay. Because I noticed, uh, well, i got to bring this up. Oh, go ahead. I don't know. My, my issue with the costume, by and large, is it, it's seen by many people as kind of like, and it's a surprising assumption that many people think, but many people seem to think that, you know, you put on this this, this get-up and then suddenly you're part of this club where everyone trusts each other and everyone gets along and 
and you're you just have friends right off the bat. And to some extent, that's true. Kind of like your first day of kindergarten, everyone gets along. That's because you don't know each other yet, but you're all in the same place, and you all have one thing in common. Like that's kind of the same thing. And people tend to put uh, a correlated amount of effort into the gimmick without understanding like why they're doing it. Other than if you if you want friends, then fine. I mean. There's other ways to get friends. Go get on Xbox Live and like send pictures of your junk to people all day long. You'll make your oh, Jesus friends. Christ. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Tribe Radio does not endorse sending pictures of your junk to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nightbook. Uh, <laughs> damn. You know what? Wait. Uh, depends on what what you're doing, costumes for outreach are great. That was me. That was you putting that. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, costumes for outreach are great. They look, they look, there are some really, you know, I'm working on mine right now. There will be a big reveal whenever I feel like. What? Yeah, dude, I'm gonna, it's not going to be, I'm not going to go riding my motorcycle with it. Oh, maybe I could, but it has you're to You're going to be a guitar, aren't you? You're going to be a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Can I play? I can do a guitar that transforms into a motorcycle. Oh, dude, that'd be rad, and I could do the sound, something like that. I don't know. Shadow black wheel string. Shadow black wheel. It's just, just tough, man. How do you rock and roll? What do you picture when you think? I'm not gonna go dressed as Slash. You know what I mean? It's like, what do you think of when you think of rock and roll? I think it's some long ass haired dude with his shirt off, you know, wanking his guitar. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Someone's gonna comment on that, right? <laughs> uh, what do you? What do you? Oh man, I got I got in the chat room. I got Seraph of the uh, California dude, and, and I said some long-haired dude. Seraph of the uh, California Initiative Los Angeles branch has like the coolest freaking hair of almost almost anybody. Seraph, because I, I met a dude with all like, the you hair. Than you. But he's he's got some pretty badass hair that goes down his back. So if he wanted to like rock out and stuff. That hair is like I just have to stand back and let him do it. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, his costumes are cool. They can, you know, we don't want to scare off the entire real life superhero community because there's some really awesome freaking people that we've met through there. You know, in fact, I met you guys through there. So I, I really, I can't put it down. I'm not gonna lie. There's some freaking idiots out there. Um, I'm not gonna mention their names because that's that's not okay either. But there are some morons who believe all you got to do is show up with a badass costume and kill crime. (laughs) But, Drop, you brought up an excellent, excellent point that so far none of my other guests had brought up. Uh, The fact that once you put on a costume and you meet up with a group of people, you expect that everybody gets along. And, you know, it's just, it's magical that way. You know what? There, There is, I think it's almost like, mistaking infatuation for real love you know you get yeah. in there yeah. and and you yeah you know you you all find the affinity something that you you know a lot of these people are in the closet too so so when they find someone else with the same secret you know suddenly there's that bond but they don't realize that kind of trust that kind of family thing that kind of i got your back out in the damn street where people can shoot and stab us that doesn't just happen instantly it it happens it takes time 
Well, it's and, the comic book thing, you know, when people, exactly. you, you look at comic books and the superhero puts on his, his costume and all of a sudden he has powers. You know, Clark Kent has powers the whole time, which no one keep, you know, really keeps in mind, but he puts his Superman suit on and all of a sudden he has powers. Well, if you're, that's what you think when you're putting on a costume, that all of a sudden you're going to have the training that you need to succeed on a patrol. You're going to know how to de-escalate situations. You're going to know how to, ha- you know, to utilize proper self-defense for yourself or for your team if you need to. You're going to know how to be an excellent witness at a crime, take down the, all the information that you need to. You're going to know where in your city to look. Just because you put on a costume, chances are that's not going to work out for you too much, Skippy, because you're not a cop. And if you are a cop, why the hell are you volunteering with us? But <laughs> it's, it's the idea of it's training then costume, not costume then miracles. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the whole point. You, you can go even further than that, and like honestly, when it comes down to it, like a lot of the stuff that people want to do is stuff of a professional caliber. And I'm not saying that people can't volunteer to do professional caliber stuff. Like I'd love to do that kind of stuff. Um, but I think people need to really be honest with themselves and be like, do I actually have the skills to be able to? to deal with this or am I just fooling myself and, and like even if, yeah like even if you're like a Wikipedia fiend and have learned everything about every stun gun ever known to man like that still doesn't teach you anything about continuum of force or doesn't give you the experience to be able to do that in a situation where the first thing your brain wants to do is either shut down or turn into a raging monkey like that's I mean, my day job is doing, you know, catching shoplifters now. And, like, I've, you know, I've only been at it for a while, but, like, I'm already getting very familiar with the feeling like, oh, I can't actually think clearly right now. I better <laughs> calm down a bit and so I don't screw up. But, like, a lot of people, I don't think they have that kind of, like, um, cognitive re-engage button. And no. I don't know. What was it's that, Chris? Hard. Did you say did you say self awareness, Chris? Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's our man of one liners. He's he, when it, when he says something it's always really good, but you have to really listen for it. Please don't hit me. Um, okay, he's far away. It's a good thing I'm in yeah. Kansas. And I see yeah. I see uh in our chat room, um, Evasius of Seattle is saying uh that that she likes the uh, anonymity of the costumes, and it's fun. Um, and yeah. I agree that uh, that's that is a fun part of it. That's a uh, that makes a lot that makes a lot of sense, especially when you're first coming into this uh, community. The only thing I would I would caution against is to believe that you're completely anonymous with that, because the irony is that uh, if you are to engage out on the street and um, deal with the wrong people, the dangerous type, you'll be easier to find because of your costume if they want to retaliate. And I think that's something that a lot of the RLSH don't realize, that if they just happen to be someone walking down the street in normal gear and they help someone out of a tough situation or they, they stand up for someone against someone dangerous, they're just, Joe Schmo walking down the street, it's not that easy to identify Joe Schmo 
as opposed to identifying the guy who is wearing the red and green spandex who walks around these streets every weekend. So, again, there's that balance. If you're if you're just going to be, you know, if, if you're just out there to, to hand stuff out and, and to try to assist people who say are lost or hurt or whatever, that's fine. You know, be the easily identifiable hero. If you plan on fighting people who want to fight back and they're out there, um, be careful about mm-hmm. making yourself very, you know, highly visible. So, <clears throat> well, it's, if you think about something that, so the initiative's motto is kind of the whole trust yourself thing, and um, the why, the Washington Initiative, and the Hive are um, kind of the for-profit arm of what we do. So we're trying, we're trying to be able to make this a sustainable thing for us and have more of our focus be able to kind of improve self-reliance. It's kind of our motto specifically here for our branch. And so we have trust yourself and self-reliance. If the goal is for us to teach our community how to be a better version of themselves, how to protect themselves so that they don't need people out on patrol as much and try to make healthier choices, you know, know your self-defense, know your positioning when you go to a club are you going by yourself do people know where you are basic stuff like that so if it's not a sustainable thing if you're going out dressed you know in spandex you know it's it's your thing it's your call half the people that wear spandex really shouldn't and the rest the other half just don't know that they shouldn't but i mean if that's your thing (laughs) it's your thing but is it sustainable is it something that is actually benefiting your community or are you becoming kind of a, a beacon for jokes? If it's a beacon for jokes, you're probably not helping as much. Maybe consider wearing spandex once a month as opposed to every single time you go out. I wear That's spandex true. every day. It does. Okay, you know what? It's not that kind of show drop. We can have one of those. Perhaps we should read the instructions first. <laughs> um there is, you know, I, I I do have to admit there there are a couple of people that I love who who wear the costumes and who really do provide uh, a lot of hope and help for their community. Um, and one of them was on the show uh, just a couple like a week ago or so, and it was Crimson Fist, and that guy the is fister. I mean, yeah, we yeah exactly, and we saw how well received he is by his community. They you know they actually look look for him. You know, look to him. Um, I worry about his safety because he is easily identifiable, very easily identifiable. But um, at the same time, you know, his reasoning is that they they know the risks. They understand the risks that they take when they put them on. So, you know, I just, like I said, I always just uh, send good energy out for their safety. But um, so well, yeah. enough. One thing I got to say. Oh, go ahead. Sure. One thing I got to say about, you know, people that, you know, quote unquote, know the risks or quote unquote, have training or all this stuff. Like, the only reason I harp on that stuff as much as I do is because I was right there not more than a year ago, maybe two. Like, I've been doing this, like, I got involved uh, early 2011. And he was 10. Yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 uh, <laughs> I don't actually. My voice cracks once in a while. But, like, I've, I've, I'm guilty of every single mistake that I point out in other people. And, you know, I've got, I mean, I, I got lucky and didn't manage to get hurt or arrested for doing any of those things. But 
um, the reality is that I was lucky. Like, I should have had bad stuff happen to me and just managed to somehow escape them without getting anything too terribly wrong. And I, don't know, I think being able to be honest with yourself is, it's not like just something that a switch flips on and like, oh, suddenly I can do that. Like, there's no easy way to do it, and it's a process. It's not like a, a, you know, there's no lever for being able to know when you're actually, you know, doing what you think, what you, what is within your, your limits and your your skill set. Right. Um, I, I have to point this out, and, and uh, Drops heard me say it before, but uh, many people who are listening <clears throat> haven't. Uh, Drop is one of the reasons that I, I had to step back and take a serious look as to what I was doing uh, when I first started doing this um, real-life superhero type stuff. Because uh, the, the, I believe... Is a birthday story? I, it is a birthday story. It is a birthday story. It is a birthday story. Well, it's too bad. Well, can you can you give us a summary of the birthday story? Because I don't want to, you know, you're right here. Why should I be, you know, paraphrasing your your experience? All right. So, uh, sorry, mom. Um, so uh, a couple of years back, kind of like maybe about a year into my involvement with the RLSH community, um, my mom came out to Seattle to come visit me for her birthday. And her and I had wanted to go do the underground tour, and it ended up being, like, full, or the tour guide was sick, or there was a bird flu outbreak or something. So we couldn't do that. So we did the incredibly smart thing, and we just hung around downtown Seattle at, like, 10 o'clock. And that was, I mean, it was cool. Like, we were smoking cigars and talking and whatever, because my mom's awesome. And then (laughs) um, I'm on the phone, and uh, I wasn't really paying attention, but my mom saw a fight break out across the street. And, you know, she was like, oh, it's the city, because that's what happens in cities, apparently. I don't know why everyone seems to think that, like, if you don't live in the city, for some reason, you just have the impression that every major city is like the Warriors, 24-7. Like, you just have people in top hats and baseball bats just, like, cruising around with bottles clinking together. I mean, that's not how it is if you live in the country. Anyways, tangent aside, next thing you know, there's gunshots going out, which... Is not something that happens in a city on a regular basis, at least not Seattle. Um, mm-hmm. At least not kitty corner to the police station. Um, so my mom's freaking out. I end up throwing her into the nearest corner I can and then covering myself with her. So um, in case you ever hear gunshots, um, don't do that because the bullets, amazingly enough, will go through you. Um, so try and get like an actual wall between you. Um, <clears throat> But I was thinking about it afterwards, and I was thinking that I was really damn lucky that I didn't see that fight escalating and didn't try and get involved in it because uh, there would have been a high, like uncomfortably high possibility that I would have had a nice 22 caliber round bouncing around inside my rib cage on my mom's birthday. So that was kind of a wake-up call for me. Was I mean, no, no one was hurt, luckily enough, and I was... You know, the cops came really quickly, but there was confusion because there was other stuff going on. Like, I think the two things I learned from that was that, one, you need to treat yourself like 
not like just that you're valuable, but you need to treat yourself like you're fucking precious. Like there's no way to emphasize that enough. And for some people that's incredibly hard. And I'm just having to be one of them. The other thing I learned was that especially when it comes to dealing with violent situations, you need to expect things to go wrong. Um, Tamper, I'm reading yeah. what you're writing in the chat, and you're a bad person. <laughs> For those of you who can't read what's in the chat, uh, Tamper is writing, little known fact, Drops RLSH name is The Human Shield. <laughs> Drop a human? Drop a human? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, I, do, I do want you to, to elaborate on that, though. The, um, the things can go wrong in a violent situation, Well, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, one of my big issues with a lot of self-defense programs and, you know, movies and just kind of the really rampant misconceptions about violence in this country especially is that things are always really clean and clear. And, like, everyone already always knows what's going on because there's a cinematographer picking the shots to show things in the most, you know, clear manner. In real life, there's not like that. There's no lights. There's no, you know, we're going to cut and reshoot that so that it doesn't look like just one big flurry of, of punches and kicks. You know, we're going to shoot it so it looks pretty. It, it, that doesn't happen. So in addition to just not being able to tell what the hell is going on, like, if you see two people fighting, you have no idea who started it. You have no idea if someone has a weapon. You have no idea if they've got buddies coming around the corner. So those are all wonderful unknowns to have. Then you also have the issue of, like, is there anything else going on? Is there anything that's going to be interfering with the police response time? Is there, you know, is there some other factor? Like, does one person have a warrant? Um, and if they get caught by the police, they're going to be really violent because they don't want to go back to jail. Um Conversely, you might have people that want to go back to jail. Like, there's all sorts of things that you just don't understand, and you can't really know. And the hard part is you kind of have to come to grips with the fact that you can't really know that stuff, but you still have to kind of account for it. And honestly, I'm not very good at it. Um, that's, that's part of the reason that I, I kind of try and take a more hands-off approach on things. Like, I don't get involved in situations unless my job requires me to or I, you know, just don't see another option. So, and like, take for example, Temper, who is a magnet for just ugly shit to happen within her vicinity. Like, she had to just totally wreck this guy's ability to walk because she wasn't sure if the guy was going to keep kicking him. Like... But that was like a, a last-ditch effort, or you know, that was you didn't have any other option. Um, and for all she knew, I mean, there could have been a guy on the bus, or and I'm telling someone else's story, which is wrong. But you're wrong. Yeah, I'm wrong. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to get at is, like, people seem to think that you know, beating up drug dealers, or you know trying to break up fights and stuff like that is something that makes sense. But it almost never does. Like, fights usually are breaking out over stupid shit by people who are too dumb to actually talk it out or too intoxicated or just too pissed off. And so, like, things never, never really make sense until you've had time to think about it. And you don't have time to think about it. 
You don't. And and there's usually a sequence of um, considerations when something like that happens. I I, I got to think about what the EMTs, um, what order do they have uh, priorities for you to get involved in something? What is it, Bug? Scene safety is first. And what about your safety first? Personal safety, scene safety. Personal safety and then scene safety yeah. before you go tearing in. And those are the EMTs. Those guys are paid to run in, to rush in and help. But first, they're going to make sure they're safe. Second, they're going to make sure the scene is safe. Now, I, I wish we could all abide by that. But even so, like you said, drop. even if you want to think that you're completely prepared for everything, you're not. You're not even prepared for half of what could go wrong out there. So, man, I, you know what helps me? Listening to my gut. It's really, mm-hmm. it's, I'm finding that uh, the more I listen to it, the more attuned it gets to to whatever's going on out there. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. Whenever I don't listen to my gut, I, I feel like I dull it out. And, and it's not as just, I'm, I, I'm like brain farting here. And we don't usually use the word fart on Tribe Radio, do we? Oh my God! Not anymore, huh? Yeah, I am. So we drop ass and damn and fuck. Yeah. But, you know, fart. But just, fart, you know, fart, there. fart is just not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, if you go back and you listen to a, a, like at least ten shows, I don't, I don't think I brain fart. I, I always have too much to say. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, yeah, you can't be prepared for anything, everything. But you know what? The excuse is, well, I can't be prepared for everything, so. Why should I try to be? That's just bullshit, too. So, um, I'm going to ask Chris, because uh, he is the newest member of the uh, Washington Initiative. And Chris, it was like, a, a you know, it, I loved seeing that you guys were moving in together to do this. But what made you, I mean, that's that's a bold move. Yeah, I like these guys. I like working with them. But to live with them, you know, to to have to see their mugs. Every time you're in your in your castle, why why did you uh, why did you decide to move in? If you don't mind me asking, what why did you decide to move in with the um, Washington Initiative? Yeah, Chris. Emperor bribed me with food. <laughs> no, I. Right, well, sorry, I spit out my water there. <laughs> first off, it it's the same reason why I joined the initiative in the first place. Um, I. I'd kind of been an outsider, well, on Facebook, looking at the RLSH community and kind of just taking things in and looking at various interactions between people and trying to figure out who basically has their head on straight. And I was liking a few Facebook pages and ended up liking a couple of the ones that uh, Temper moderates. And she's like, hey, this dude I never heard of liked a bunch of pages. So they reached out to me, and um, we started working together. And I had never done really any volunteer stuff before. I'd, I'd done a lot of stuff for myself, um, but I'd never had community involvement be a part of my life. And they helped me realize all these things that I could do that were so simple, like going out and picking up needles. I mean, it's you got to be careful what you're doing, but it's it's such a simple thing that can do so much good. And homeless outreach, like 
handing out food to the homeless. It's they showed me stuff that made me feel like a good person. I mean, we're we're doing awesome stuff for other people, and there's nothing wrong with that. Feel real good. (laughs) Oh, they're. I I just knew from the beginning, like these are awesome people, and these are people that I want in my life and want to stay in my life. And so we'd we'd done homeless outreaches and needle pickups and some patrols and stuff throughout the year. Um, I met him in January, so it it hasn't even been a year yet. And we had come back from, I think it was a, a afternoon needle pickup sometime in June, and we went to a cafe and we're just chatting about all these things that we wanted to do, and the idea for the hive came up, and we didn't, I don't think we even had a name for it yet, but we ended up spending like seven hours that afternoon and evening chatting, sitting in that booth, going over ideas, and having that waitress hate us because we wouldn't leave. What the hell? (laughs) You you were in one booth for seven hours? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. In all fairness, there were... We were sharing the space with uh, at least 20 model airplanes. Yep. Okay. That makes it no okay. That, that means nothing, you know. Okay. Well, <laughs> did, you, did you leave her a big tip, you cheap bastards? <laughs> I think so. We did. You, you oh betcha. You, you can lie and say, oh, yeah, I'm asking the Jewish lady. <laughs> I apologize. I don't know what the hell possessed me. I just ate a Rolo. Um <laughs> Num, 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 num. This is terrible. Wow. Plus five. It's like, seriously, it feels like I'm sitting here with my family, so I'm pulling out all this crap I would never do with real guests. You get me? It's like, eh, I'm putting my feet up, sitting in a bed. Oh, we're not real guests? No, you're my family. We're pretend. I do love you. That's why I make fun of you. We got Seraph of the California Initiative. He, he said something. He's on the... um. The chat, and, and really, I apologize for the sticky, <laughs> sticky tongue. Anyway, he's saying, um, going, yeah, right, and you're missing out on all of them. Anyway, uh, he says that's a good point to trust your gut. Uh, this is back to the other uh, the thing we were What's saying. What's wrong with in, in all facets of life, relationships, confrontation, strategies, et cetera. And I wanted to point point out that he, he uh, agreed with that. Um Lots of people don't know that um, in many cultures, your your gut is referred to as your second brain. So um, if it's trying to tell you something, seriously, listen. <clears throat> so that whole trust yourself thing, we should change it to trust your gut. Bugs trust looking at me like that's completely insane. That's what she said. That is what she said. Um, you guys, you know... Um, you guys are, are involved in so much stuff right now. Uh, I know that you were starting to do um, self-defense classes for your community, free self-defense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, and, um, oh, yeah, go ahead, please. What's all that about? So, so um, Break it down, John. And, huh? <laughs> Break it down, Break it down John. Break it down. Break it down. Oh, uh, did we just really do that? We did, but. Stop. 
Can I quit five times? I quit five times. Can I get a, a, a beat dropped for me? Oh. No. Oh, just, my God. It's like a triple entendre there. Um, wow. <laughs> Holy Jesus. <laughs> so, self-defense classes. Um, this is uh, something tempered. Uh, well, I suppose it was a team effort, but I tend to think that she basically just runs everything and I, I do what she tells me because that's wonderful. <laughs> but uh, we did uh, one class for a, um, it was like a group therapy group um, and a bunch of uh, really awesome dudes. We um, showed them everything that we learned from the CIA and then added some uh, some stuff of our own. And then um, on top of that, we uh, we've currently got a couple more people that are interested in getting, taking part of it, like a couple of private companies and uh, a couple nice. of uh, just private citizens that, you know, they Google free self-defense in, in Washington or in, or in Seattle, and then we're the first people that come up. Nice. Um, I love it. Yeah. So uh, it's it's pretty exciting, like, I personally, I, I love doing the training, and I love having temper to kind of bounce ideas off. Because, like, like I mean, I've got a black belt in self-defense, and have been kind of playing around with getting in fights with people that I like for the better part of ten years now. Um, <laughs> Who the hell is this but, uh, my kung fu? <laughs> <laughs> and then. Denver's got a little bit more real-life application to what she knows in regards to self-defense. So, like, I think between me and her, um, we kind of put together some really really awesome material, and people send, seem to respond really well to either Temper being, you know, professional and, and wonderful or me just being a douche. Um, I think we kind of play off it's each other pretty well. And then douche. Don't get <laughs> who, who helps bridge that gap between me and Temper's different styles. So I think the three of us make a, a, an awesome team. And I don't know, I feel like we've been uh, going out to the people's places and we're looking at actually getting a, a space to have people that aren't part of any organization and just want to learn. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to start having classes because we plan on doing it in our house, but right now the room that we have is uh, a little too small for a class. Like, I, at first I thought it would work, but then I realized it'd be kind of like trying to teach self-defense instead of a school bus. So I just wasn't That's quite what she said. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 wow. Okay, so, yeah, Tim put up a link. We're going to put it up on the yeah. Tribe Radio. Uh, it, it comes. It, she put up the link of what comes up when you Google Free Self-Defense Seattle. Um <clears throat> Uh, Seraph is saying, like uh, Sarah. I guess this is, this is, yeah, you read it, huh? In the chat room, yep. you're saying, we ought to spar when we meet, Drop. I heard you've got some mean kicks. Yeah, Drop was uh, the one person who got to bloody several people. Um, when we had our, our uh, we, we all rented this humongous house, and seriously, it was like six bedrooms, five bathrooms, in La Jolla for Project Hope, and uh, these guys were there, and I, John Drop is not a huge man. He's not like a big burly. He's not Mr. T type of. Speak you for know. yourself. <laughs> uh, we're so glad to have a show like that. I can tell every time I bring on a guest, they're trying to be 
really good and well behaved, but you can tell they slip so easily into that other side. Back we're going to have fuzzball. Yeah, we're going to have to have one of those types of shows. But um, he's he's a yeah he's a he's very sinewy. So people tend Dangerous to under, yeah tend to underestimate uh, underestimate what he can do, but he. Uh, he bloodied, a, I literally bloodied a couple of people that, that we can, just from sparring, so, um, It was yeah. very consensual. They, they it was, knew the safe word. They didn't use they it. They knew it, and they sort of pushed you, so, uh, it was kind of cool the way you pushed back. <laughs> that was too funny. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Well, so I don't know, you, like, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want people thinking that, like, there was anyone that was. You know, trying to get no. me to fight with them. I no, you were having I'm fun. I'm a button for getting in fights yeah. with people when I like exactly. them. Exactly. I don't like them. I'm a, I'm a huge wuss. I will run away every time. But if I like them, <laughs> I'll fight them. Screaming like a girl. Ah! <laughs> you can also, um, you know, like pee on yourself. Yeah, that's a good one. You know. <laughs> You know that I have to bring this up because I miss God. old school. <laughs> he had to do that one time to keep from getting beat up. It was he was No way. Oh yeah, he found himself in the wrong neighborhood in New Orleans, in New Orleans uh years uh, ago. Yeah. And um he so funny. He uh he was noticed he was quickly being surrounded and kinda of followed. Um and he uh so what he did was he what did he do with he took off his shirt? He started yelling crazy stuff and um, peed down his own leg and uh, kept walking. They left him alone. So, uh, <laughs> when yeah, all else fails, exactly. <laughs> all else fails, people. You want to get out of a scary situation? Act like a crazy person. We'll incorporate in that very really self-defense yeah. curriculum. Pee what? down your own leg. That's pretty cool. And and kids, pee down your own leg. If nothing else. Pifu? Did you just really say that? Pifu? Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> You're fired. Um, That's what she said. You're in trouble. Now, now you guys, I've, I've, been, I've been asking everybody for their for these stories. Um, I I really want to know because I, I you know I've I've heard uh, a couple stories already tonight, but what's you know doing this even even you know Chris, you were saying it's. Is only you've only been doing this for how long, um, which is was really really encouraging by the way to hear someone who says that they've never done any type of of work like this before and now you're so embroiled in it. I I love that because you, if someone's listening right now and and is thinking the same thing I've never done anything you know like that before it's obviously it doesn't take a ton of money it doesn't take a ton of you know people working with you. It can be done, um, but what I'd like is, in the time you guys have been doing this, what what is, I'm going to go for the most heartwarming. What's one of the most heartwarming stories you, you guys can tell about your experiences? And I know you guys just did an outreach last night, but um, feel free, take some time, let us know what it is that really made you want to cry or gave you some encouragement. You're going to hear a lot of crickets. That's hard. Um, no pressure. There's a lot to pick from. A lot to pick from, like, between oh, I the actual. Huh? I got one. Temper, I call on you. Please, Um I would think it is, um, we did a, a self-defense class. There's 
um, Capitol Hill in Seattle is known as um, the most LGBTQ friendly neighborhood. It's kind of our gay capital of Washington and it's amazing. It, you get the, the best and the worst on that hill and um, they've seen a lot of attacks. They've seen um, a lot of hate crimes. There's a lot of bars in the area and clubs and so whenever you have that, you know you see um, an increased amount of attacks and with the cars, car prowling, all that stuff. So um, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence is the local, um, we have a, a the Abbey of St. Joan. They are our local branch of this. It actually started in San Francisco. So yep. um, if you guys, yep. So they're a bunch of amazing drag queens and some drag kings and everyday people, but they are focused on charity work. But they wanted to do something about um, all of their friends getting attacked. So uh, they contacted us. We put on a free self-defense class in the upstairs of um, a really popular bar in Seattle. And everything was going well. Halfway through the class, I'm stopped by, uh, during a break, I'm stopped by one of the ladies there. And she pulls me aside. She's like, I have a real big problem, a trigger when people push me. I don't like being touched. I don't like being pushed. It it freaks me out. And I'm like, okay, well, we can work with that but this is a self-defense class, so we might want to, you know, push through that here in a safe place where you know that we're not actually trying to hurt you as opposed to just find out on the street that you're going to freeze. And so I could see her sitting with that a little bit. She's like, okay, I'm going to go grab, grab a glass of water. And she left and came back in the middle of our next lesson. And we go through the rest of the class, and she does a pretty good job. She lets someone push her a little bit and or at least get in her space, and you can tell she's struggling. She is sweating. You can see her kind of looking around nervously. Her eyes are darting everywhere. At the end of it, I got the hugest, most wonderful hug from her, and she asked if she could email me later. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. So I gave her our card. Didn't think that I would actually hear from her because we really hadn't from a lot of people yet. And sure enough, that night I got an email, and she was talking about how she had been raped twice in the same day by two different people. And she can't stand to be near any sort of violence. She can't watch it on TV. She can't hear people joking about it. It just, it freaks her out. And this is the first time that she felt like someone had given her a good reason why to be in that situation, why to push through that. And so that's something that still sticks with me every time someone says that they're not comfortable with doing something in a training or that they aren't comfortable learning a new skill because of a past fear or something very legitimate that happened is this woman was able to overcome something very legitimately terrifying. And it was kind of amazing to be a part of that, but more just knowing that, you know, someone was able to do that and increase their chances of surviving something. Well done. Well done, Temper. That uh, (laughs) ripples outward um, teaching like that. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Thank you. Um, yeah. yeah, and you took the pressure off the guys, too, because you're like, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Temper wins yeah, the story contest. Now we don't have to do one. No pressure. I just, I, I know that I need to shut up because that woman is a wonderful speaker, and she's got a lot of good ideas. Yep. I know. I can talk about one, too. Well, you guys can tell me now what's one of your funniest stories. The boys can answer this one. Give me something funny oh. that's happened to you out there. 
Oh, shit. Um, Chris, do you remember <laughs> Tony? Okay, he's laughing, yes. so this is good. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. all right. So we were doing needle pickup out on uh, East Lake. Um, so kind of the area by, like, it's kind of it's a weird juxtaposition because you've got literally multimillion-dollar companies right next to, like, an area that's kind of, uh, some people call it the jungle. It's, I mean, it's uh, kind of just a, a stretch of um, camps underneath the highway, and a lot of people live there. And um, we that's usually where we do our needle pickups is, is down in Eastlake. Um, and at one point, we made friends with this guy, and we, we looked at him and, like, oh, cool, he's got Nazi tattoos on him. <laughs> I bet nice. he'll be friendly. And <laughs> turns out he actually was friendly, but... His idea of being friendly was to help us, and his way of helping us pick up needles was to literally find them and then throw them at our direction. Wow! <laughs> so you know, I started talking about. All right, so um, you know, I really appreciate what you're doing here. How about you? You know, keep working over here. We're gonna go over there, away from needles <laughs> for a minute. It has to and, end um, here. Yeah. <laughs> oh my that was kind of a scary story but I thought it was funny <laughs> <laughs> no that's that that sort of funny like hepatitis B <laughs> mm. Oh, that's a, oh go ahead sounds like you got another one. Oh yeah well Temper you could tell the the, the angel story <laughs> the, the See, angel we're getting story? the laugh already the angel, angel in Rome. Oh, okay. So after Signs of Hope last year, it was our winter one, um, we, John and I, we had broke off from the rest of the group. We were pretty much done. We had maybe a bag full of clothes that we wanted to um, to give out that we just couldn't find enough people. Like we got rid of all the food. Everyone was great. So we're walking, and we come across this couple. It's kind of They're in this alleyway of Pioneer Square. It's dark. It's kind of rainy. It's cold. And they're sitting on this brick window ledge, and we're like, well, let's go see if they need stuff. And we walk over. I'm like, hey, what's going on? And this guy, he goes, hey, I'm Rome. What's up? Because we're, t- we're introducing ourselves. We're talking a little bit. And the lady, she is just stoned, wasted, out of her mind, and just, you guys are the best. Did you know I needed some new fucking clothes? This is the best. You never buy me anything. This is amazing. And he's just. He's looking at her, looking at us, like, baby, angel, angel, talk about it, they don't want to hear about it. And it, But he was doing it in such a funny way that we were just laughing, and she was giggling about it. And, oh, it's okay. And they ended up taking everything, even though it wasn't, you know, remotely what they needed. But um, so they were just, they were funny. They were, I'm, I'm not sure that's an entirely funny story as much as it is just, well, we okay, still so say now. When it, what, baby, it's girl. funny now. Because, like, what do you think? He was going, like, baby, angel, angel, shut up. Like, like trying to be wow. and then just kind of break down and be like, shut up. So, and now every once in a while, when either of us is trying to get the other one to quiet down a bit, um, <laughs> we, we get to do that. So if you ever hear me tell Temper to shut up, it's usually... Yeah, that's the reason. Uh-huh. Shut up, baby. Uh-huh. squeaking downstairs. Angel, <laughs> baby girl, shut up. <laughs> and Bug is uh, 
Bug is shaking his head and just laughing at you guys. But I can tell he's taking notes because, great, guess what's going to happen the next time he wants me to shut up. And he, <laughs> do, and he doesn't have Mr. T to do it for him. And I, and I can't believe you just didn't Don't use get that excited. little There's <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, the stuff you see out there, uh, especially people on drugs, that's remember, Drop, you were talking about things that, that go unexpectedly. That I've found can turn in a heartbeat. I mean, you know, they they go mm-hmm. from really these needle pickups, especially uh, for those of you that don't know, you know, they do these um, um, used needle pickups around their area. Um and and it is a problem. It it can be a problem, especially for for children and uh, animals. If you Google kids that have been pricked by used needles, it's pretty sad how many stories you see. So they're out there doing this um, often enough to make a difference. But when you're out there, of course you're you're among the the people who use them. You know who use the needles. So there are people who are on you know whatever kind of drug they're on, and and I found they can go from friendly to psycho. Um, seriously, in a heartbeat, and that's something that's unexpected because you can have somebody being super friendly to you, and have, and suddenly you look like you know that scene in uh in <laughs> the Dark Knight. What is it? No, uh, Batman Begins. When uh, yeah, yeah, when they smell that the, whatever that stuff is, it's going through Gotham, and and mm-hmm. suddenly everybody's turning into these horrifying. Yeah, it's like that. They look at you like they want to kill you, and and so what do you do then? You know. It's uh, you're still trying to catch up with. I thought they were just being friendly, and now they want to kill me. So, I, I'm so, you guys, you brought that to mind that that a lot of people who come out here and who are new don't realize that even someone who's completely friendly can can you know flip just like that. So you you gotta, and this is hard for me. I like hugging people, but you gotta you gotta make sure you got some kind of space, you know, yeah, some retreat space. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Ron. Between. Try not to be rude and also yeah. worrying about your your own safety. Exactly, exactly. And and um, Seraph is in the chat room saying, "Hey, Rock, remember that lady from Skid Row wanted you to call?" Yes, I do. I do remember her. In fact, it's on video, and and I did call her. I, I still have her number. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah. she uh, what? <laughs> Douchebag. Um. She, uh, she is. We, we, you know, we were doing our outreach out there at Skid Row um, with the California Initiative LA branch, and yeah, they. This one lady was really, really super sweet and super friendly, and just really wanted to, to talk to somebody and kind of uh, let people know, you know, just about her day. And at the end, she wanted a hug. So, you know, you could always tell. You could see it was summertime. You could see she she's not hiding a weapon or anything like that. She was. She was hiding it really well. But she just wanted a hug. So, you know, at, at that point, after you're talking to him for a minute, it's okay to let somebody into your personal space. And I like hugs. Um, but, uh, yeah, she was, she, was, she was very sweet. But, again... If I had sensed that she was on any kind of any kind of drug, you know, I'd I'd be cautious when giving her a hug, because I've I've seen what happens firsthand. But enough about me. Um, can you guys tell us what what you would tell people who want to join your team and they go, what can I do to join your team? Because I can't tell you how many um, PMs we have going. I want to be part of the initiative. What do I need to do? 
Mm-hmm. Seriously, that's and that's it. That's all. That's all they ask. And I'm like, first thing I tell them, oh, what do you tell them? Because I tell them to go check out the, yes, exactly, Christmas meat. I tell them to check out the ICHQ and then see if we haven't scared them yet. But what what would you guys tell them? I want to be part of the Washington Initiative. What do I need to do? I usually kind of get kind of weird, and I'll start playing head games with them. What? Um, really? <laughs> I, I can't hear. I think Temper muted her phone, but I heard her saying something. Um, but, uh, no, like, um, well, like, when I, I started, like, I I kind of knew what was sort of required, so I just kind of went and pursued it on my own. And I think to a large extent, what I had been doing was trying to look for more people that were kind of, you know, independent and go-getters. But, and then Temper's posting good things. (laughs) Um, But uh, I think usually what I'm always tempted to ask people is like, you know, I always ask why, and then I ask them, you know, what's stopping them from doing stuff on their own and kind of just get them thinking about it. Because, like, that whole concept is really kind of the foundation of this group is, you know, we don't need a big organization. We don't need, you know, big sponsors. We don't need anything. I mean, it's it's a grassroots thing. And if people can grasp, you know, the, the concepts of, like, do it yourself, then they're on the right track. And, and if you don't want to scare them away by telling them to do it on their own, <laughs> then... Um, you know, also asking them, well, what do you want to do? Kind of what are some things that you want to do and how can we help you do that? And when people start to see that they have a backing, they have people that are interested in, in their ideas, then we get that conversation started. So that's been that's been really good. If people want to join, then um, message us on Facebook. Find us on Facebook and start getting to know us. And we are fanatical about writing back. I mean, Chris will tell you, we we talked to him both and then met him for Mongolian Grill Tasty Goodness for dinner. And, you know, oh. we, we want... <laughs> that sounds good. We lost Rock. No, man, I'm, yeah, I got to get something to eat. That sounds awesome. <laughs> um <laughs> That, yeah, you guys, if you're if you're on Facebook and you want to contact them, WAI, put that in your your search bar. Boom, takes you right to the Washington Initiative. So I don't think there's any other WAIs out there when you when you type it. Is there? No, no, that's it. Very awkward acronym. It's why why why. Um, you guys want to plug anything while you're coming? We've got you've got uh, about I don't know what did you say ten a little over ten Rich. minutes. Is left on the show. Uh, wait, before you do that, you know what I want to mention? Because uh, we we had last weekend, this, actually this weekend, um, Signs of Hope, Superheroes Initiative Giving Network. Uh, we work with anybody and everybody to try to do something for a community uh, in the homeless outreach areas. Uh, and that happened, a lot of it happened yesterday. And it did in... California, Northern California, San Francisco had a had our big event yesterday, and I'd like to thank again um, Beacon. Yeah, you can look them up in uh, on Facebook as well. Beacon Guiding Light. Uh, they they along Caligula Caesar and Beacon um, 
donated uh, $100, and that really helped with all of the supplies that we needed to buy our um, burrito-making stuff. We made 240 burritos, so gave those out yesterday. So, yeah, dudes, we did that in an hour and ten minutes. We are a well-oiled machine. Yeah, that's what she said. Um, Thank you, Travis. I see Travis in the chat room going, good job. Thank you, Travis. Travis. Uh, I gotta tell you, like is, the Godfather uh, of burritos, right? Oh, Travis got a new name, the Godfather of burritos. Um, Travis Heisel is a founder of the Utah Legacy Initiative, and um, those guys kick serious ass. They feed people by the thousands, so and they taught us how to make these hot, tasty burritos. So we do it now before we we go out for an outreach. So you guys can check them out too, man. Facebook. Everybody lives on Facebook now. Utah Legacy Initiative. Well, it's Legacy Initiative, and they're in Utah. So you can also check out Travis Heisel. Um, And uh, I got to say hi to Midnight Run, who's in the chat room. Hey, Midnight Run. What's up? Uh, and Geek Pile. Geek Pile Radio, by the way, is on right after us. Geek Pile is pretty damn funny. Um, it's a bunch of geeks talking about piles of stuff. How's that? <laughs> that I thought it was funny. Well, I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so, um, anyway, yeah. So, do you guys want to pitch anything? Uh, want to uh, give a shout-out to anyone? You got Go ahead. Do it. I'm going to shut up for a minute, which is amazing. Maybe I'll have another Rolo. I, I want to tell everyone who showed up for our science event last night, especially um, Adrien and Danielle and Ta, who and Amanda, who were all first time with us, and in some cases very first time homeless outreach um, volunteers. Just thank you. There was there was some crying. There was a lot of people helped. It was amazing. We had um, a couple of members of the RCSM with us. Um, we had your average everyday cool people um but it was amazing to see so many different people who i had never even met before just come together for the one goal so everyone who helped it was great and amazing and we're hoping to make it more of a regular thing as opposed to just the the three signs of hope events a year and then um yeah i think that's about it on my end because i've talked way too much tonight you haven't talked at all are you kidding me and this is why she loves him. Go eat a Rolo. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. T. Yeah, so I guess um, this is, if I if I say this on the air, then I have to do it instead of get distracted by, you know, something. Um, but one of the new things that we're going to be trying to work on is um, trying to do these, this, thing called the Chaos Games, um, and it's basically going to be like Ghosts in the Graveyard, Sardines, slash Mafia, slash, I mean, I don't know, we're just going to basically play to play games, and games that have some benefit, whether it's just running around Pioneer Square at, you know, 7 o'clock at night, or, you know, learning how to do silent communication, or deception, or... Um, eventually we might work our way up to doing like yeah awareness is a big one actually that's probably going to be the main main thing um, and then maybe doing some like some some physical techniques and you know so we might even do some sparring and stuff like that but that's going to be um, my next pet project um, on top of trying to get my job to let me do some more self defense training classes with Temper and Chris 
So, so wait, 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 wait. Back, huh? back to those those chaos games. I gotta I gotta ask you about the. Um, so you're you're inviting people any anybody who wants to to do this, and um, um, these are training kind of games. Yeah, I think we're going to try and work the kinks out um, with you know select people at first, um, but then that's the goal is to just kind of have anyone and everyone come out and have a good time. Maybe go out and get some drinks later. Or Whoa. whatever. Or omelets. Omelets. Omelet. Yeah. Christmas crack. So you guys went out and had omelets last night. I know when I we fly did. down there, there better damn well be some omelets when I come down. That's that's all. Come up. That'll be come up. I you know. That's yep. gonna be the farthest north. Both are shifting. Directions yeah, are hard. yeah, yeah. Right, right. Uh, and that's also a great the idea. Games, you're um, you're deterring crime in the area. By Pioneer Square is a big place where there's a lot of fights that break out, and um, there's a lot of you know drunk idiots that are stumbling around, and we have a, a big homeless population that tend to stay in that area. So if you get a group of people that are playing there on a regular basis or just you know running around, it's harder to uh, to bug somebody if there's a lot of people there. So it's kind of a a kind of a secondary patrol type of thing even and if people wanted to do that i mean more power to you yep you guys gonna go christmas caroling Ooh. come on man gotta go down totally you know I'm, I'm thinking i was i drove by this uh uh well i drive by several on my way to wherever i go there's always um a rest home rest home wow Senior Retirement Center uh, along my route. And I'm like, man, you know what? I wonder, because I know the hospitals, kids' hospitals have a bunch of, of people catering to them. Seriously, they do. It's like if you really want to go there and do something good to children's hospitals, not to discourage you, but definitely check with the staff first because, you know, there are a ton of other people trying to do good things for kids' hospitals and stuff. But how many for senior centers? Honestly, mm-hmm. So I, it's like I'm asking people if they're going Carolyn because I'm like, hey, you know, if you wanna, if you wanna take some Carolyn to where people would really, really enjoy, it, you could flash mob just Carol. Uh, um, of course, coordinate with the, you know, not really a flash mob, but coordinate with the staff, and sing some songs that would cheer them up. You don't have to stay long, and if you want to stay longer, that's up to you. But I'm trying to push that. Can you tell Christmas is only like what two weeks away? Uh, yeah, dude. Two weeks away. Ten days. Away. Ten days away. Ten days. Ten days. Um. Need a yeah. <laughs> you know, get go to go. What are they called? Book out bags. Those are. Yep. Uh, yeah. So and look who I'm talking to. These guys. These guys know. These guys are uh, big on the bug out bags we, and things like that. We may or may not have bags ready for all three of us. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna smack. He just broke my heart there. That's it. You're fired. Hang up on them. Hang up on them, buddy. <laughs> no. Um. Okay. Well, then let's switch on that for a minute because that's really important to me. It really, really is, especially since, like you said, that the polls are you know shifting. And we're we have, and I don't care. You know, it's uh my son who's in New York right now. He's like, yeah, you know, um, California. 
I need to grow a pair. And I'm like, you can kiss my ass, son, because I didn't move to Northern California so I could have 21-degree nights out here. That's not what happens out here. We're the ones who have 55-degree weather, and then we're putting on our, our, you know, big giant coats and our boots and closing the windows. You know, 21 degrees, that's that's freak. We're not used to that. We're not prepared for it. It has to end here. Right, it does, because I, I can't take it when it's that cold. But seriously, you know, I, I put up a picture not too long ago, frostbitten fingertips. They're ugly, and they're scary. They're like black, and the fingertips are ready to come off. It's not funny. So bug-out bags, super important. And really, I'm going to push this right here. You guys don't know what to get somebody who has every freaking thing for Christmas? Get a plastic carton and fill it with safety shit. Okay, there you go, and and show them fake that you shit. love them. Yeah, <laughs> actual fake dog poop, and she said put it in with safety shit. Come on, people. Um, Me. So uh, that's that's what I'm saying. Bug out bags, man. And uh, we actually have links. I found a site that sold me. I just got them in the mail. Twenty uh, twenty emergency blankets for fourteen bucks. They're all individual. Dude, right? I know. Where did you get that deal? I will post a link. Uh, and I got them. I got them in the mail. They're they're, they're nice, you know, um, emergency blankets, and they're all individually packaged. 20 of them, 14 bucks. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, see, right? You're out a Jew. I am. Do you know it, Mag? <laughs> oh, Bug is shaking his head. Are you divorcing me now? Yeah. Shut up, Yeah, right. Um... <laughs> next program oh, oh midnight run in the chat room next program creating a box with safety shite basically <laughs> sorry about that guys um yeah you guys sir you guys did your cert training i know we're, we're getting ready to end the show but i just want to let people know that you take it seriously enough to do this stuff you guys you guys did your cert training too right because yep. we did and chris just finished his Chris, yeah, yeah, nice, uh, so not only do they do all this other stuff, you guys, they do actual community, let's talk to the community, you guys were also involved in a protest a few months back, right, um, yeah, yeah, we did a couple, yeah, the, um, I, in, back in May, um, there was a, it was basically with all that stabbing and violence and stuff on Capitol Hill, we did, um, well, I can remember all the chants from it, the two, four, six, eight, stop the violence, stop the hate. Um, wow. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it, oh, believe me, there's like 10. And um, it was actually great. It was a social outreach, Seattle, and Sean Niddle and Sarah Tosi, um, they had that up, and they are amazing. They actually just gave us a ton of stuff for both of our science events. But nice. they had us. Speak. So I got to speak about situational awareness and how important it is to not be on your phone while you're walking, all the stuff that we talk about. And then and Chris and John got to act as security and walk the parade route with us at the march after we all spoke at the rally. So stuff like that has been huge. We've done um, security for the Pride Parade this year where nice. we got glitter bombed by drag queens, which was wonderful. Yeah. So much fun. Yep. Yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. That glitter, so fun man. Glitter. 
It's every yeah, you find it everywhere, right? Glitter is the herpes yeah. of crafting projects, man. I swear to God. Um, <laughs> but uh, but see, yeah, you guys see they're involved in stuff all the time, and that stuff is free. What they're doing doesn't yeah. cost a ton of money. They can do it with other people. They can do it by themselves. So if you're wondering how <laughs> to help, <laughs> thank you, twelve year olds. Um, <laughs> I got, you know what? We're gonna wrap. Yeah, right. We're gonna wrap it up. But I, I have one last question for for each of you. Uh, Ladies first, temper. What is your favorite sound? Um, it'd be my 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 boys telling me that they love me. Oh. Oh. I mean, for children, not John and I. I mean, my well, (laughs) I could be all all my men would be fine. But um, I I love hearing my my two little boys saying I love you because they both say it so differently and they both mean it because they're too young to lie to me. So I, I love it. That's that's an awesome. Now you guys got to come up with a good. I'm kidding. What's Take your favorite that. sound, Chris? My favorite sound. Mm-hmm. I battling brooks. It sounds corny, but it is so true. I if I could just constantly have that piped in my ears pretty much all the time. I'd be a happy dude. No, that's 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 one of mine too. It's absolutely beautiful. How about you, John Drop? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Bug. Oh man. Um, <laughs> favorite sound. Yep. Um mattress squeaking. Oh what? Wow. <laughs> really good. That's at least top five. Um, <laughs> you know, I gotta say, um, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm copying temper, but I think I love the sound of her boys telling me that they love me too, the most. They do. All them feels. Wow. Yeah. Can you can you cue up Either that? that or like you know no. like a no, big. <laughs> Tank with like rocket launchers attached to it, rumbling down. There the you go. There you go. Yeah. That's a manly sound. I say, dancing around it. Yeah. yeah. Doing the drugs. Lots of drugs. You can hear all like these to, things. By the way. I like I like to ask questions that throw my uh, listener, I mean my uh, guests off every now and then. But yeah, it says a little bit about you right there. In fact, some of you it says a lot about. So um, thank you for answering that that random question. Um, and What's with your that, favorite noise? my favorite noise, seriously, yeah. 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 don't, don't laugh. Okay. It's, it's one of my favorite noises in the world is the squeak of, of tennis shoes on a basketball court. Oh. I'm laughing at you. I, I, these boys are too polite. Yeah. You know, I go fuck crazy. <laughs> we know it's, one of, my, it's one of my favorites. Us. It's my, my holy fruit salad. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I got I got a very acute sense of of hearing, so I I I've got lots of them, but that one's the first one that comes to mind. Um. So yeah, and the sound of my children, any of them, um, it, whatever they're saying, I I don't care. They could be complaining about something, but I love that's that's hokey. But I love hearing their voices, no matter what they Except have. Except for the middle one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> um 
Anyway, I got to get off the uh, radio now and uh, let you guys do what you got to do because Geek Pile is on next. Uh, We love those guys. You guys could check out Blog Talk Radio and you'll find, just type in Geek Pile and uh, you'll hear some familiar voices if you do, but we love those guys too. Total Geek Out. Don't get excited. Yeah, I'm totally excited. But I want to thank guys i want to thank like i said i I apologize if it seemed really informal but it's like talking to my family here so for me to go so please tell me what was your book that'd be crap it's like talking to my sister and brothers here so it's it's like so dudes what did you do about that that's more about what i figured it would be anyway um so thank you until i see you guys next (laughs) um so thank you with that chris Temper and John Drop. Uh, I love you guys. I'm glad you came on here, and we'll have you on again because I know I I missed about 50 questions I asked you, but that, you know I did that on purpose so I could bring you back. So thanks to all our listeners in the chat room, and uh, guys, you can say bye to anybody you want right now because um, we're taking it out. Stay strong. Bye. We love you. Bye. <laughs> And we'll see you guys next Tuesday when we bring Thanatos Necrium on to end our series. Love you guys. Trust yourselves and have a great and wonderful week. Bye. Bye. Go Niners! This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I suggest we use it. <laughs>